0: What we've been taught and told is not all there is. Life is all about energy, and the energy you feel is real. Welcome to the Energy Paradigm with me, Dr. Vic Devarna. Let's take a deep dive to the energetic core of life, work, business, politics and education. This show questions everything we've been taught and told. It is eye-opening, mind-shifting, transformative and earth-shattering. So get ready to ignite the spark. Feel the energy and work the magic. The Energy Paradigm with me, Dr. Vic, starts now. Hey, everyone. Dr. Vic here with the Energy Paradigm. And today we have a very special show for you. We're going to talk about the divisiveness, that, the energy of divisiveness at that, and how we can change it. And when you look out there right now, There sure is a ton of divisiveness that we are seeing every day and that we are feeling every day. And that's why we thought it might be a good topic uh, for our today's show, because the separation that we are feeling and the divisiveness that we are seeing out there is certainly something that cannot go on like this. We also have a very special day, uh, a very special and very dear to me guest today on the show, my wife, partner and co-founder of the Energy Paradigm, Danielle. Hi, Danielle.
1: Hello everyone. Hello, Victor. Nice to be with
0: you all today. It's such a pleasure to have you on the show. It's your first time today. So welcome. And we will ease you into this and I will try to do my best to moderate this. And, um, you know what, this is going to be fantastic. Now, for those of you who are joining us for the first time, here's a short summary of who we are and what we are about. Now we have been interviewing, assessing, and profiling people for the past 20 years helping individuals, teams and organizations activate and optimize their talent and energy. We've supported Fortune 1000, Fortune 500 and Fortune 100 companies globally with psychometric assessments, cognitive and aptitude testing and personality profiling. But there's one thing that we noticed, you know, with all this testing, we are missing one crucial ingredient when it comes down to working with people, and that is the energy. We all have energy that we bring to the plate, and if we dismiss the energy, nothing else works. And you know what I'm talking about. If the energy is off, if there's friction, then you will likely experience a lot of resistance and blocks, not only in your life, but also in your work. For example, Leadership resistance, people are not following the leadership of the organization. Team friction, teams working against each other instead of together. Change resistance, you you launch a new change project and it just fails. Why? Because the energy is off. And also career blocks. So all these are topics that we work with in the energy paradigm. Now if however the energy is on, then you will experience high engagement, high creativity, high innovation and flow. And those are all components that we need for success. So that This insight was the birthing hour of the energy paradigm. And this is why we founded the energy paradigm to help individuals, teams and organizations navigate and optimize the energy. And if you are in a job and uh, you might be a sensitive person, you can feel these energies, right? When you walk into a meeting room and you you sense, today people are tense or you sense maybe your boss is angry or, or aggravated. Um, That affects everything. It affects how you communicate, it affects how you relate, it affects how you learn, it affects how you work together, and either you're creating friction or you're creating cohesion with this. I think you know what I mean. Now, when it comes to today's show, I want to say enough is enough. We call this show Game On, how to change the energy of divisiveness. And aren't you tired of it? I, for sure, am very tired of the divisiveness that I'm seeing out there. I mean, we are bombarded 24-7 with messaging that tells us how ruptured the fabric of our society is, how divergent um, the convictions are of people. Some say this is the, for example, COVID. Some say this is the deadliest bug since uh, since the great plague and other people say it's nothing um some people say the stimulus money is good other people say no we need to we need to open up, back up the economy and all these people are working against each other instead of working together and i think that is something one thing that we want to address today how can we shift the energy because that is where it needs to start it it you know if you try to shift it on the material level, it doesn't work. You need to first shift the energy of it, create some readiness for dialogue, create some readiness to find a common ground here and create some readiness for a civil discourse. And I think then we have a chance to turn this whole conundrum around because right now this is one big knot and I am not even inclined to, to, to look at the news anymore because it is aggravating me. That energy is contagious and it is very dangerous because it drags us down. It saps our life energy away and it diminishes our field. You know, we all have this aura, this energy field around us, and it diminishes. We retract, right? And especially if we are fearful oh, this is a very dangerous bug out there. I cannot go outside. I cannot endanger my kiddos. Everybody needs to wear masks, social distancing, all these things. We are shrinking. And when we shrink, our immune system shrinks and then the problem starts. And once we are shrinking and we are full of fear, our logical thinking is not there anymore. We cannot think anymore. And I think that is what you can sense right now. It's something that you can feel and it's something that you know whenever you're checking the news or social media. Yeah, I think that's, that's the intro for today. And um, Danielle, would you like to expand a little bit on this, you know, on this fear that we are feeling on the divisiveness, maybe explain. You're always always so good at explaining stuff and I'm always at a loss of words. So here we go. (laughs) I'm throwing you a curveball. I think,
1: you know, when we talk about divisiveness, we need to just have a, a definition of what we're talking about. It's something that separates. And oftentimes it's intentional to create hostility, and it creates fighting and separateness. And right now, the division, as Victor was saying, the division is everywhere. And it's something that is tearing ourselves apart and our communities and our societies. And I think a lot of it has been unconscious, that we've been unconscious about what's happening around us. And this is really also a call to become conscious of our actions and the way that we're thinking about issues and ourselves.
0: And that was a perfect segue to how actually is this divisiveness created so part of that is unconscious part of that might actually be conscious i mean it's an election year right we want to um, uh, we have those two uh, major parties uh, who want to attract voters so who knows what they are doing and and what they're doing is in this but we are not so much interested in that we are interested in what is the energy that creates the divisiveness and i think you know, you and I, we have been doing a lot of brainstorming around this and and when we work with companies and, and we can observe a lot of different points here. So for, for example, as soon as we start comparing people to each other, as soon as we starting comparing their mindset, their point of view, and comparing by itself is fine because, I mean, we need, we always need to compare. Is this safe? Is this not safe for me? Can I eat this? Can I not eat this? Is it is it safe to walk over the street? That type of comparison and analysis is okay. But as soon as it becomes a criticism of someone and be, as soon as it becomes a type of condemning, your viewpoint is wrong. I think then we are injecting a toxic energy into whatever the relationship is.
1: And with that, we have a divide and conquer mentality, which has been around forever. And this, as you were just saying, Victor, this leads leads us to compare ourselves to one another, to critique and to condemn. And God forbid you don't agree with someone or they don't approve of you. You better watch out this holier-than-thou attitude that we have for another human being, which is causing the divisiveness.
0: Absolutely. It is this, um, it is this claiming to possess the truth, right? I mean, right now, I think right now, the, everybody out there is say I have the truth. No, I have the truth. And then they butt heads, right? And it is this imposing of my view of the world is the correct one and yours is wrong i'm the good guy you're the bad guy right i mean it's it's you can also see that very much in the political language and in the in the language that that is used before wars right who's the bad guy who's the culprit we always want to find the black sheep and and then take them ones out because they are threatening our lifestyle and i think that is fundamentally on an energetic basis, That is what drives the divisiveness.
1: It's also competition. And it also leads to our definition of success. Obliterate the opponent at any cost, regardless of the collateral. And I think we really need to rethink what we think of success and how we think of teams and working together and going forward, because this is not sustainable, especially in the times that we're in at this time.
0: This is really good. Absolutely. Um, And with that, I would like to to add one more thing to it, and that is the language that we are using. I have noticed over the past years an increase. I mean, I've always noticed a war language being used in the corporate context. Um, But over the past years, this language has become mainstream. Um, Slamming somebody. I mean, if you go into the media, everybody gets slammed right now, right? Um, or smashing the argument, Um, we also have um, bashing, bashing is very good, tackling, obliterating, I mean it's all terminology that is very finite, that is made to destroy someone verbally and then energetically as well. And this war language, we can find it anywhere, it's in the movies, it's in the media, politics is using it, um phrases like killing it or attacking someone or targeting people and i mean all these things we use them very unconsciously and we are not even mindful that once we use such a word we are injecting an energy that we do not necessarily want to have
1: and these words like you were saying do have an energy and it's forceful it's divide and conquer mm mm-hmm eliminate the enemy
0: and there's this control mechanism right that you like to skew people to adopt your point of view and you like to force people to adhere to whatever you're saying often that is born out of a a need the need to control often is born out of a helplessness type of feeling or fear now i'm threatened in my position so i need to control this situation you know that because i'm i'm Uh, somebody who likes to control stuff (laughs) and i think what we need now is less of this i mean you cannot get rid of it there will always be to a certain extent it will be there but i think what we need is we need to become conscious what is the language that we're using what is my position and how am i open to a civil debate or am i up in arms with my shield and my battle axe you know uh, fighting to be right and I think what we need right now is we need to create cohesion and not divisiveness. And I think that is a good segue uh, to our next segment um, that we can take after a short break for, a, um, a, for a, a short commercial. So whenever you're ready, Benny, go for it. I can fill the gap with uh, some words. What we need right now is to... We need to address the separation. We need to address the division. Because they they create tension and friction. And that tension and friction happens in the outside world, but it also happens inside. And what it produces inside, that is something that we will address once we are back from our little break.
2: Healing has a ripple effect. One person's healing affects everyone around them. This is where the power of sharing our stories can be so important. Tune in to Playing on the Edge Radio with Megan Edge each month on Transformation Talk Radio as Megan provides you with ways of sustaining radical and powerful changes in your life. Enact the power of radical change. To find out more about Megan Edge, visit her website at meganedge.ca. Howdy,
1: friends. This is Terry J. Walker with the I Am Power Hour and this is your soul-stretching success tip of the day. As you know, we are the creators of our own reality. During our journey, we will write our own life story and create our own personal resume. We all have been provided the freedom to choose what we want, choose how we feel, and choose how we respond to events and circumstances. This brings an inspirational quote to mind: If you can dream it, You can do it. Mr. Walt Disney, I hope you have a wonderful day filled with love, light, creativity, and of course, your freedom of choice. Namaste, my beautiful friends, and I'll see you next time.
2: Step into your highest potential and tune into embodying your higher self. Tools for Conscious Living with Michelle Champaca. You can listen on TransformationTalkRadio.com or subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Michelle is an energy healer, intuitive, and shamanic practitioner dedicated to helping you heal and transform your life. For more information about sessions, coaching, and upcoming workshops and retreats, visit SpiritWeaverJourneys.com.
1: What would you do with the power of community? How do you create your own rituals? Tune in to Living Your Gifts with me, Susan Huff. Ancient Applications for Modern Times, the second Wednesday of each month on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Our lives begin with the stories we are told and the stories we tell ourselves. Storytelling is the key. To learn more about me, visit LivingYourGifts.com. That's LivingYourGifts.com.
2: Are you ready to become an unstoppable force of love in the world then don't miss the Creative Empowerment Show, Invoking Radical Love with Rachel Chase, live every month on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Rachel shares tools, stories, and meditations to spark the flame of profound wisdom within you. If you want to awaken your superpowers and activate your heart, visit RachelChase.com.
0: Hey, everyone. We are back, Danielle and uh, Victor. With the energy paradigm on transformation talk radio. Um, so far we talked about how do we create divisiveness, and we talked about it in the external world. So on the physical, what are we doing? And now we take it to the inside. What does it do to us? And I think we already hinted at it before, um, that when somebody is trying to control us, uh, when there is a verbal attack, when somebody is imposing uh, their worldview on us or critiquing and condemning us, we we have pretty much two ways how we react to this. And those two ways do something to our energy. One way is we go onto the the offensive, offensive, uh, which means we scream back, we yell, we smash doors, uh, or we hit somebody. Or we go onto the defensive and we clam up, we cramp up, we diminish, and we internalize. And I think what, what I'm talking about here is we are building up inner tension and friction that happens inside of us. And this, what happens inside of us, can become an inner dialogue. And that inner dialogue is uh, can take several shapes and forms. I think we all had this. If somebody is accusing us, at at least I do that for myself, I ask myself first, am I really at fault here? Did I do something wrong, right? And that is already opening a door for that energy to come in.
1: And I think too, if there is any situation that makes you feel like there's something wrong with you, that instills shame. And you begin to internalize that. And that's part of this tension that we're feeling that you're not at ease with yourself that changes the energy within you
0: this feeling at fault um but as i said before it is this diminishing thing and when you feel diminished the next step is to ask yourself do i have value what is my place here on earth am i lesser than do I really count and, and the next step that when you take this down the rabbit hole, right, you feel re- resignation. You, you can give up. You can say, you know what, Pfft, doesn't really matter what I'm doing. My vote doesn't matter. I don't even go out voting, right, if you subscribe to this divisiveness. Um, what we need is we need flow. We don't need more friction. And I can give you an example. So we have been doing a ton of interviews, assessments, and, and profiling jobs um, for large companies, for mid-sized to large companies worldwide. And what? why do they want this? Let's say they have three leadership candidates and they want to choose one. And all three of those candidates are well qualified. Um, that is a situation when they would call us in and say, um, take a look at all three candidates. And a look means interview them, assess them, profile them, and then get back to us, which means the leadership, the, the leader, and tell me what you think. And historically, um, what I've done in the first half of my careers, I was trained to do testing with them, psychometric testing, uh, strategic uh, reasoning, analytical reasoning, aptitude testing, um, a creative thinking, and then um, also a personality questionnaire on top of that. And then I would go into an interview with a stack of paper like this and um, analyze the person. So imagine what this does to the person who's sitting there. You're already intimidated when you go to a job interview. So when, when, whenever you have been to a job interview that was important for you, when it counted, you're sitting there, you're nervous you're anxious you say oh god i hope i don't see say anything bad uh, so so you know to 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 screw up my chances here and i've seen colleagues look at the paper you know at the paperwork that was created up front and they went in with a mindset that uh, this is a bad person or this is a slacker or this is a, a person who cannot perform or this is a um uh, they're full of shit And if you walk in with that energy, imagine what happens in the interview. The other person feels that, of course, right? Your candidate. So what I did is once I'd figured out, hey, there's a lot of energy at play here, I chucked out the paper and I started talking to the person. And then the whole dynamics of the situation changes because you're building a peer-to-peer relationship. It's not top-down. I walk in there with the mindset, I want to help this person land the perfect job. And if there's a good match between the job description and and what this person is bringing to the plate in terms of energy, perfect, then I've made not only a company happy, but I've made a candidate happy. And if both sides are happy, you don't need to motivate anybody, right? Then it flows. And that is what we need to do with every relationship that we encounter. Because if we don't do that, We willingly or unwillingly, knowingly or unknowingly ostracize people. And we prevent them from shining their light. We prevent them from bringing their A-game to the plate, if you like that type of terminology, or for using their energy for something productive and good. And I think that is really where we need to go. And that is how you reduce this inner friction, and it starts with you. I can sit here all day long and critique Facebook and Instagram and the media and say, oh, they're all divisive, they're all divisive. But in the end, we have co-created this. It starts with each and every one. And I think that is one of the key points that I would like to drive home for this show today is we all have a responsibility. To address the divisiveness to change the dynamics and that is a paradigm shift that we need here we need to change our language we need to um, how do you say that um, take back our need to control we need to harness our need to be right we need to become conscious of what energy am i bringing to the plate because that energy that I'm bringing to the plate makes a, an awful lot of difference in any type of interaction. So before you get ready in the morning, ask yourself, what is my energy right now? And how can I energize for this day? And then we're getting pretty much close to a practice.
1: And I think with that too, is to be conscious of how you want to show up. How do you participate in your life? Are you always obedient to all the systems around you? Or are you going to make a conscious awareness of what you bring? Can you one day go in to work, lead your life without criticizing anyone, without judging? And I think it's a high time that we really take inventory of how we participate.
0: And it starts with yourself, right? I mean, if you're critiquing yourself all the day, if you're judging yourself all the day because that's how you were brought up, that's what you learned from home, guess what you are doing? You're projecting exactly the same stuff on other people when you meet them. So we need to clean at home first, so to say, and then we can go out. How do we clean at home? We need to become conscious of the energy, A, that we are feeling, b how we are energized that we are carrying with us because we are radiating that energy in our electromagnetic field around us you can call it aura if you want uh, if you're so inclined and that aura is very interestingly six feet so question is why do we distance six feet during this COVID crisis but that is for conspiracy theorists and we are not going to go down this rabbit hole but that might be uh food for thought for you why do they want us to separate six feet when our electromagnetic field is on average six six feet and probably during times right now smaller yes. there's
1: a beautiful quote by a woman i love sherry mitchell who wrote this book called sacred instructions and she says, when people can be divided, they are easier to control and to subdue. So that's just food for thought for you to think about.
0: And it's so interesting because that concept was the go-to concept in Roman, in ancient Roman times. Yeah. So around, around the birth of Christ before and after. Divide et impera, they called it, so divide and conquer. And guess what else they did? Panem et kirkensis, so they offered bread and games which means uh, free payment by the state and entertainment. So you don't revolt and you don't go out on the street and start doing things that you should not do. So look at that and see if you find any parallels to our times here. Yes, Danielle.
1: And and with that, you know, we spend so much money on education to, to have our children learn how to think. And then we get to this point in time and people unfriend us because we say, think for yourself and we're taught to obey so we go from think learning to think for yourself to obeying so something is wrong with this dichotomy right here
0: very very funny because uh, or not funny it's actually sad but um i just forgot what i wanted to say how's that um what did you just say say it again play maybe it can come back
1: (laughs) i said that we have this dichotomy here that we have taught Oh, children, yeah. teach children how to think for themselves, and now it's not okay we think for ourselves, but we're supposed to obey. So do not be conscious.
0: Thank you, and I've seen that on Facebook. Whenever somebody says, think for yourself, do your own research, people unfriend them because they say, oh, um, You're these dangerous. are the key sentences how you can find a conspiracy theorist, and then you need to unfriend them, and that is more division. Why are we not open for a dialogue? Why can we not talk to each other? Because we are so much hating and, and so much insisting on our position. And I understand our worldview as we had known it is very much under attack right now. And the, the things that we have built our life upon are crumbling. Yes.
1: And maybe we take a stance here that we stop correcting other people whose viewpoint and lives we don't necessarily agree with, but we can just let them be that we can peacefully coexist with one another. But and because there's that saying, different strokes for different folks, let's just let people
0: be. That's called compassion, right yeah. there.
1: That and we, that in.
0: yes. Right. I mean, if you allow other people to be, That's, um, that is one of the key components to building and maintaining relationships, allow the other person to be. So maybe you all want to write this down and if you agree, Hey, um, post a comment. We're always open to that. And we would love to hear back from you. And by the way, if you like the show, like us on Facebook on instagram on youtube it would mean the world to us if you subscribe to us and let us know if there's a a special topic that you would like for us to talk about we're all ears now i said it before we need to become conscious of how energy affects us and we need to know how to access energy and the interesting thing is with energy energy is not something that you access through the mind Oh, I'm focusing on energy now. I'm thinking energy right now. No, you need to almost shut down your mind and go into your heart, into your body, because that's where you can know what the energy is around you. You can sense what the energy is around you and you can feel it. Our bodies are not only electromagnetic are electromagnetic instruments actually we are antennas we can receive information and we also senders we send information i talked about the the electromagnetic field around us that field can receive stuff and it can send stuff what is that stuff it is energy that energy gets decoded and that's what we feel into emotions into how we feel into what we're sensing knowing feeling and if you don't believe this Then do some research for yourself. (laughs) There is a patent out there, and that patent says if you take some noise, 15,000 hertz noise, and you combine that with a hypnotist talking over it into a microphone, and you combine two together, you amplify them. And you send them over cell phone signals we are receiving that in our head and that is the high pitch ringing that some people hear in their heads this is beep that is what we're hearing we're being programmed so if you still don't believe that we are electromagnetic people look into this look into what 5g does to us and how it can be used and its military origins. I think that is very interesting when you start talking about the energy and how it affects us. Now, in order maybe to round this part off, we're talking about some authority, right? And we either allow some authority to impact us or not. I talked about this door opening, the energetic door where I allow energy to come in and affect me. So the question is, do I want to give this energy the authority to affect me? Yes or no? And I have a beautiful quote for you uh, from a conspiracy theorist. Imagine that. David Icke. Maybe you want to Google this guy. No, don't Google, uh, it's all blocked and, and all um, and all censored. Uh, use another, use one of the search engines that doesn't block people and look for David Icke. And he said, there is no authority unless you give it power. Isn't that beautiful? Because in the end, you are the authority. And you decide if you want to give anybody power over you.
1: Definitely. And this is really not the game of pin the tail on the donkey. That you don't hand over on a silver platter your whole being in the way you think to another individual who just claims to be the expert or the authority. That we don't buy the bull that's being given us. This is why... This is also our invitation for you to become conscious of what you are surrounding yourself with, what you're listening to, what you're adhering to, what your philosophy is. To be conscious that what you're surrounding yourself with is actually nurturing you, is giving you good thoughts and positive feelings.
0: Can you give us examples of what that would be, the things that we surround ourselves with?
1: oh, that would be the television shows we're watching, for instance, or the news, or different people we're surrounded by, our friends, family, people at work, those who are constantly criticizing another, being divisive, using hate language or war language to describe normal human scenarios, this human experience. And I think when you invite that negativity in, It resonates within you, and we can't afford that anymore because it really affects our beings, Then we bring that home to our families, to our partners, our spouses, and to our children, and then the energy is stressed. There is tension when you invite that in, and that's what we need to get away from.
0: I think that's how you amplify it too right you take it in you process it with your own whatever it is and then you project it back out and and you give it on to three four five more people it's like the person i've made a very interesting observation uh driving a car so imagine a highway everybody is pretty much driving at the same speed and there's this one car who is not driving at the same speed they're speeding And they're trying to weave through traffic and there's always one or several people who who react to that they will start honking and then they will start driving faster and chasing them and it becomes very 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 dangerous very quick (laughs) that is how energy affects you you need to become conscious of that because it is an automatic process it is unconscious it works below what you can actually control it's very interesting. So next time, observe yourself. Am I reacting? Am I getting aggravated? And then ask yourself, why am I getting aggravated? And do I really want to give this dot, 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 bleep person a, some authority over how I am feeling? That but with the
1: tangent with energy, we often entrain to the energy that's around us so if someone comes home with negative energy and all of a sudden everyone else starts getting cranky with each other and starts poking at each other oh my goodness to be aware i am matching the energy of that person who's coming in with the strongest energy out of all of us we are matching it and then we take it on
0: and that is so that what pe- changes very dangerous and that's what people say with with you know when you lower your frequency high frequencies high vibrations quote unquote those are happy emotions happy thoughts alignment ease joy right um and and then there are more heavier emotions that that have a A lower frequency to them. So when people talk about frequency, when people talk about vibration, that's exactly what they mean. So if somebody comes in with a low vibration, um, anger, um, desperation, uh, maybe rage, frustration, you have a choice. Am I lowering, am I allowing this person to infect me? so i match the frequency and and we have this tendency to match the frequency of other people that's that is what that is the way how we relate it's a way how we find common ground so we need to be very conscious of that and say you know what instead of me lowering maybe i should uplift this person or i walk away from the situation because that person does not maybe maybe they're working out some funk right now yes
1: and maybe we also meet them with compassion Maybe this, they're going through something. Maybe this is all they're capable of doing at this time. Not that someone is the straw that breaks the camel's back. But maybe they're just trying the best they can at this time. And just to detach from it and just let it go. Let them be with it that they don't know any better at this time. That there's no need to critique them. No need to condemn them. We can just let it be.
0: Beautiful, I think with that, we come to people, there's good in people and there's good in everyone. And I've seen the good. I've interviewed so many people and there was not one person that was an evil person. There was not one person who was not motivated. There was not one person who said, you know what, Victor, I always wanted to be mediocre. Everybody wants to shine, everybody wants to be seen, everybody wants to contribute in some shape or form. Everybody has something and there's this beautiful concept out there that we all arrive on planet Earth with a gift. And that the gift needs to be shared with humanity. They have the saying in Africa, you know, it takes a village to raise a child what does that mean it it takes all the capabilities and all the energy and all the goodwill of all the people to make a human being and i think what what is really important right now is that we are reminded that humans are not what we are being told over and over and over again we are not a virus on this earth who is destroying the planet we are not dangerous to each other, so we need to kill each other in order to survive. That is not what we are in here. That is what we are made to do through a narrative, through somebody who exerts their authority. Nobody is, is evil in their heart. I firmly believe that. And are there people out there who do wrong things? Absolutely, there are people who do wrong things, and there's an explanation. It's nurture and nature. Most people are nurtured or not nurtured, and then they become what we call evil and wrong. And I think here I want to bring in, I saw this beautiful video on YouTube. It has been a while. It was, I don't know in which Asian country it was, I think it was China. A man, it was from a security camera, a man enters a police station brandishing a big knife. And he walks in there and he's all riled up. And something happened that I think what was human, out of the ordinary, a police officer got up took out his gun and put it on the counter, spread the arms out and walked towards the person with a knife and gave him a big old hug. That is the core of humanity right there. That is what we are capable of. And that is the good in us. And that person, the other person started crying and let their knife fall down and this person just needed a hug and was so desperate that they were willing and able to commit a crime. And when they were encountered with love and kindness and compassion, they became human again. That is what we need to create. And that is what the energy paradigm creates in people. It helps people put down the arms, put down the shield, put down the helmet and the sword and the battle axe and everything that we take to survive a normal day, quote unquote. It disarms you and brings you from your head into where we are supposed to be, into our heart. Because when we are in our heart, then we are energy. That is what brings out the good in people. And we need to make an effort A big effort to find the good in ourselves and the good in others. That is, from my perspective, from our perspective, the only way how we can heal this. Less division, more cohesion, finding common ground, (laughs) co-resonating with other people, creating a a, a, a playing field that is even, where everybody has a say. If you if you do that, you will see the biggest change happening in people. I've seen it in teams. I've gotten I've I went into teams and and there was a ton of friction and people get, didn't get along and and once you get them into their energy state, and understand. Who brings what energy to the table? It's it's almost like magic. People, people change. They love going to work. They love collaborating. Suddenly from friction, you have gone to ease, to flow. That's where we need to go.
1: Heart overhead.
0: Say again, please. Heart overhead heart over head. That is the message here. Absolutely. And Benny, we are skipping this commercial and we will do what you just showed me here. We will end at 58. So we can go for it. Then. Perfect. Now, how do we do this? And from our perspective, there are five building blocks. How to create this cohesion. How to energize these relationships, how to shift them from stagnation, from friction, from abrasiveness into what we could call alignment, into flow. And why don't we just talk about those right now. It first starts with how we charge. What does it mean how to charge? It is how we show up every day. Not only for one, but for every relationship. And every relationship means it is the person that is standing at the corner of a street and you're driving by. That is a relationship right there and you can send them a little energetic hello. You can say, I see you, fellow human, hi. They feel that. It does work. And you know what? It comes back to you. That's the magic that happens with energy once you get into the heart state.
1: And how we choose to show up every day, it's a conscious choice. And that we set the right intention for ourselves that builds up our karma and that we contribute to the harmony within ourselves, our families and our communities. That's something we can do. How? It's our choice?
0: Yeah, it's our choice. What is the energy that we want to carry out every single day? And to do a little check in before you walk into the meeting room check. Where am I at right now? Am I, do I feel pressured? Am I anxious? Am I happy? Do I feel good, strong, right? And 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 then there are a ton of exercises and things we can do if 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 you are in in a not so good space, how you can shift that energy because you do not want to carry energy that is in the end detrimental to you into any type of relationship.
1: And one of the easiest things is just easy does it, just neutral, just easy on yourself. And that takes away so much of the pressure that we're carrying around to show up in ways that are not really aligned to our real selves or that we're feeling fearful or anxious or the need to correct just nice and easy.
0: Mm -hmm. I think the second building block here is how we listen. And that's a very interesting one because we need to learn how to listen beyond words. We are trained to listen to what is being said, and then we interpret it. And either we get upset or we agree with it, right? Or we, or we do something else, uh, we reject it or we feel threatened by it. And that's not what I'm meaning here. What I mean is we need to access the energy of the message, of the interaction. How do we do this? I've mentioned it several times Okay, before. We need to know the energy, sense the energy, feel the energy. Now, when it comes to language, there are four layers to language. And I've mentioned that in one of our previous shows, but I will mention it again because it is so crucial. When I say, for example, um, Frank, I want you to do the job by this afternoon. That is a normal piece of communication that you would hear in every type of organization, right? So I want you to do the job by this afternoon. By tonight, I have your report on my desk. Now, there is a statement. And the statement is here. There's something that you need to do, and I want you to do it until then. But then there is a self-declaration. That's a second level to that communication. That self-declaration is, I am in charge, and I'm telling you what to do. And then there's a third layer to it. And that third layer is the command layer. You do this or else, right? And then the f- fourth layer is an assessment of the person you're talking to. And the assessment is, you know what, um, you. I don't think very highly of you because I have to tell you this. Those are the fear four layers that you can encounter in conversation. And once you start listening and pay attention to How people talk to you and how you talk to people, you have another way of accessing the energy of interactions and of relationships because it's very revealing how people talk.
1: And a lot of what's unsaid is truly unspoken. It's invisible. You use your whole body, all your senses to truly listen and be present to the information that's being presented to you
0: and you feel it. Yes, it's invisible. Yes, it's unspoken, but you know what's going on, right? And that is where you have a chance to process it and to think what you want to do with this energy. Now, the third part that we need to build relationships and to to um, soften up this divisiveness is we need to find common ground. If we are not able to find common ground, there will be no progress, we will all be treading water and sooner or later we will be so tired we will drown in this water. How do we find common ground? It is a matching of frequencies. It is what do we have around us, what does somebody else has around them and can we find some spectrum of frequency that has an overlap. And that overlap can be either interests, goals, but most often than not, it also comes from here. It is a frequency where you can be in co-resonance and where you can co-exist next to each other. It is a point of access, and it is a hum. There's a humming going on. It is like, I saw this this, um, cool example yesterday. Imagine an orchestra and everybody is playing their own tune. That sounds horrible, right? Everybody's playing their own thing. But once you start, once you have a conductor who conducts this, It starts creating a harmony and then it becomes a beautiful piece of music that actually moves you. That's what we need between people. We need a music that plays between people. Mm -hmm. Then, um, And that leads me to how we resonate. What do we resonate with? What makes us hum? What makes us inside sing? What fills us up with joy and happiness? That is very important because that determines whether a relationship can work or cannot work. Because um, when we co-resonate on low frequencies, I mean, it's a downward spiral, right? Fear creates fear. Anxiety creates anxiety. Anger creates anger. There's more of it. However, if if you go past this threshold where, excuse me, negative energy becomes positive energy then you have an upward spiral that's what what all the yogis talk about when they talk about bliss and when they talk about happiness it's not something that you acquire it's not something that you buy it is something that you generate inside it is a frequency
1: it is something that feels good
0: yeah it feels good it feels right
1: resonates with you and uplifts you It carries you
0: mm-hmm. and last yes. Oh, and last but not least it's how what we radiate what kind of energy are you sending out and that is really important because that's what other people feel right and that determines your day so right now and i'm looking at the time mm-hmm. one more minute right now we are standing at a crossroads and the big question is do we fall all together or do we rise all altogether? And that is your personal choice. And it is all of our responsibility to make that decision.
1: There's a beautiful quote of Maya Angelou that says, can you be the rainbow in someone's cloud? Can we start the day with being compassionate and kind to one another without the need to condemn or critique or make them less than Or shred them because they don't agree with how we lead our lives or what we think. Can we make this harmonious? As spiritual beings in a human body on this journey.
0: Beautiful. If you like what we are talking about, we need to wrap up here right now. If you like what we are talking about, please find us theenergyparadigm.com our website, on Facebook and on Instagram, The Energy Paradigm. On YouTube, also The Energy Paradigm. Give us us a thumbs up. Visit the webpage. Let us know what you think. Um, Subscribe to us and make your decision. Thank you for listening to The Energy Paradigm Show where we unlock the magic of life on TransformationTalkRadio.com Visit TheEnergyParadigm.com and schedule time with Dr. Vic to learn how to run your life with energy and not let energy run your life. See you next time on the Energy Paradigm Show.